Hello, dear friend, and welcome. My name is Cynthia Alice Anderson, and I'm the owner and founder of the Experience of the Soul podcast channel. I have been so honored to be able to offer these programs several days a week, and these programs I know are inspiring, they are supporting, and they are uplifting your life's journey. I want to see that continue, and I honor you for being a part of making that happen. So for over five years, we've been able to offer these programs, and we want to continue to be able to offer them. So over the next 90 days, we are raising $9,000, and that's going to get us all the way through the end of the year. So I ask you to consider taking the time to support the channel that supports you. And again, our goal that we're asking you to be a part of is $9,000 in 90 days. And we look forward to hearing from you, friend. We're honored to support your journey. And we always are lifting you in prayer for God's highest and best in your life. Blessings on the journey, dear friend. And I look forward to seeing you very soon. Welcome to the weekly message from Unity North Tampa, presented here on the Experience of the Soul podcast channel. Today's message is The Miraculous Universe, and it was recorded on Sunday, August 14th, 2022. Say to the person next to you, today is a great day. I mean, claim it, friends, claim it. Today's a great day. How do I know? We're alive for it. We're upright. It's better than the other option. Amen? Amen. So at Unity North Tampa, we are seeking a, a greater experience of God in life. And we're doing that by being in spiritual community. By showing up for one another when something's going on. We're calling. We're reaching out. We're holding in prayer. We're lifting up. We're saying, wow, you know what? Even though life is hard right now, and I don't know anybody that life isn't hard in some way right now, but we're going to choose to see things differently. Raise your hand if you're in with that. Are you in with that idea? Because, right? Because it sure looks bad. It sure looks bad. And what we hear about is only what's not working. But I'm saying at Unity North Tampa and Unity as a whole worldwide movement, what are we doing? We're trying to see what's good, what's right, what's holy, what's sacred. And so even though everyone is telling you what is wrong with you and that, that you need to be medicated and that everything is, is going bad, we're saying there's some divine expansive awareness in the midst of all that. Isn't that a miracle? That there is this, in fact, miraculous universe. That there is this divine inner uh, uh, presence that wants to be known in, through, and as you. And that's what we're talking about today. The miraculous universe. And we're basing our message today on the book by the renowned author, uh, Marianne Williamson. Uh, Many people came into our teachings through her book, Return to love. Raise your hand if you were, if you read that book. Yeah, that was, that was a game changer. People said, who is Marianne? And, um, many of you may not know, but Marianne Williamson also led a unity ministry in, uh, Warren, Michigan. It's called Renaissance Unity. And I got to speak there right after she left. It was really a pretty amazing experience. Yeah. So Marianne, uh, really has given a lot to us. 
in the spiritual realm. And I mean, she even ran for president, which is interesting. Uh, so, so we'll just hold her in prayer on that one. But, oh, but, but, um, but this is a fantastic book. And what it does, the reason I wanted to do it is one, I knew uh, nearly all of us have heard of Marianne. And through her work, through the Course of Miracles, through Return to Love, you know, that she's given us something, uh, something that we've needed. And it's a reminder that there's something bigger, something grander, something holy among us. And in this book, it's, she's talking about even in the midst of our pain and suffering, there's some divine awareness. There's some learning. There's some lesson. And sometimes those lessons are very, very difficult. I spoke last week about some difficult things in my own life, in my own family. I talked about my grandmother with Alzheimer's. I talked about my nephew who died, who was like a younger brother. I talked about, you know, that we all have these lessons and they're very difficult. Sometimes in the midst of it, it's hard to see. And so as a spiritual community, what we're seeking to do is like love each other through those stages. I had someone tell me at, uh, I was serving a ministry in Phoenix. I was an associate minister at Unity of Phoenix. It's a large corporate ministry in um, Phoenix, Arizona, incredible people ministry. And there was a woman I hadn't seen for a while. And I, I called her, I said, are you okay? And she said, well, yeah, I was kind of depressed, so I didn't want to come to church and be a downer for everybody. I said, "Hunt, that's when you come. She goes, well, what do you mean? I know I, and I said, I want you to stop listening to the depression. I want you to start listening to God. What is God saying to you right now? She said, I need to come over there today. I said, that's right. We've got prayer tonight. I want you to come over here. I'm going to pray with you, and then I want you to come back for prayer tonight. Receive that healing energy. We need to get you back on board. Because God does not intend for any of us to be depressed. God does not intend for any of us to be depressed. To have PTSD and all these things that, that uh, we're told now we're clinically depressed. Right? So there is another way. There is another way. So would you just say with me, there is another way. Say that. There is another way. Let's look at number one. Let's look at number one today. The case against numbness. <laughs> so there's something in our world right now that says, if I have a feeling, I got to numb it out. If I have a feeling other than happy, happy, joy, joy, I need a medication. And you got, we got to be careful with that because as a whole culture, we're completely over-medicated. I, now there are people who absolutely need medication. So hear me say that. Some of us, if we're bipolar, if we're schizophrenic, we absolutely need medication to survive. Right? So I'm not saying it's all bad. What I'm saying is sometimes we, we tell our doctor we're sad and all of a sudden they're writing a script and telling us you've got to be on this for the rest of your life. And it's like, well, I'm just sad because my mom died. You see, so, or, or there's a death in the family, let's double that dose. She talks about it in the book, and I've heard it hundreds of times in one-on-one -on -one sessions. And so what I know is that when you're numbing out, it's like when we're in our addictions, when we're in alcohol and drug addiction or spending addiction, gambling addiction, whatever it is, sex addiction, porn addiction, whatever it is. When we're in addiction, what we're trying to do is numb out to what's really happening because it seems like we can't handle it. 
So when it, we're, if we're just sad and we start taking medications, what are we telling ourselves? We can't handle life. Right? And so the more we numb out, the less we deal with what's under there causing it. I have a dear friend. He's been on depression medication for 40 years. He's not going to take his life. He's not. You see what I'm saying? So we just want to be aware that every time we start to numb out, we're missing some kind of soul healing. We're missing some kind of soul healing. So if you're on medication right now, I want you to really work with your doctor on, do I really need to be on this and then start dealing with the problem that caused the depression in the first place? Right? The reason we need medication sometimes is the depression's so great, we want to hurt ourselves. So I'm not talking about that. That's, you need medication if that's where you are. But most of us that get, that get medicine, we don't need it. What we need is a soul healing. And I want to read to you out of the book. I thought this was an incredible statement. This is on page 44 in her book. She says, from a spiritual perspective, humanity has a heart disease. To heal a broken leg, we don't just take a painkiller, we have to reset the bone. And to heal our broken hearts, we can't just take a painkiller either, we have to reset our thinking. So look at the person next to you, say, time to reset. Time to reset. <laughs> time to reset. So the scriptures say it this way. Any of uh, you who've been here long know I love the scriptures. I'm reading out of the New Revised Standard Bible. This is from Romans 12, verse 2, chapter 12, verse 2. And it's interesting, the little title of chapter 12 says, A New Life in Christ, and it says this, Do not, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds, so that you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. So we have to transform, right, or renew our minds. That means what? Changing our thinking. Changing our thinking. And sometimes we are believing in um, something other than the power of God to heal us. Now, again, as I'm saying this, I'm not saying all medicine is bad. You hear that, right? Would you say all medicine is not bad? All medicine is not bad. No, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is be careful. <laughs> Be conscious. Be aware. Don't go into white coat syndrome where you just, okay, I'll take the medicine. And then 20 years later, you're taking the same medicine. It quits working after a while anyway, friends, by the way. Time to renew our minds. Time to renew our minds. You say, well, how do we do this? Number two, the miraculous universe. Say that with me. The miraculous universe. I wanted to call it the miraculous universe. I, it, it felt totally non-unity to call the talk the case against numbness. So I decided to call it the miraculous universe. And I want to talk in depth about it. Because we really believe wherever we are, God is, right? We believe that. That's number one. That God, but remember we said, and you're going to hear me say this often, that God is everywhere available, but we need to do what? Well, we need to embody that God and bring that into the world. So see, suffering happens because we're not doing anything about it. Right? So it's up to us to bring that energy in and through and live that into the world. 
But this universe, I honestly believe, is made of love. That we are surrounded, enfolded, that the very fabric of our universe is love. And so as we start attuning our hearts to love, as we uh, continue to do all the things we've been talking about, that forgiveness work, that healing work, that affirmative work, that prayer work, we said last week, like, let's plug into that light by praying. Let's remember, let's use those affirmations. Let's plug into God. This is how we align with the good that God is. This is how we align with the whole universe. This is how we plug into God. We attune to love. We attune to love. So there is this, like this, um, Charles Fillmore, Unity's co-founder, would talk about his meditation practice. And he would say when he closed his eyes, he saw everything was made of golden snowflakes. <laughs> and I love that image. I love that image, right? That if I just close my eyes, you would all just be these golden snowflakes, this, this miraculous combination somehow God put together as you. The miraculous universe. So it's around us, it enfolds us, it is who we are. But what happens is that the ego, uh, and we do love to vilify the ego, the ego, uh, the ego always fights that, right? The ego always says, oh, you're not enough. And our soul says, oh, God is all there is. The ego says, you're depressed. And spirit says, I have everything you need. So the ego of us is just the personality self. And the personality is limited. And the soul is limitless. Right? So your personality can only see like this much. And your soul is like, yeah. Your soul is intimately connected with all that is. Right? So when I'm talking about the universe, it's hard to sometimes know that in the world because of all the other messages that we hear every day. Every single thing you'll turn on and on the news that you'll read on your news feed that you will hear talked about is telling you the opposite of what is true. The opposite. Look at anything for sale. You need it to what? Be more what? Well, sexy, of course. To have more, of course. To be acceptable, of course. Because who you are couldn't possibly be acceptable as you are. I, I test it. Look at every ad. Just drive this. Just own this. And then you'll really know. And so what we start to find out as we age a little bit, that we love having things that we love and enjoy, but those things aren't really what we need, are they? Look at the person next to you say, mm-mm. No, honey, mm-mm. Like, we're going to hold you in prayer on that one, mm-mm. No. But things can be fun, right? So there's no problem with things. Like, enjoy that boat, have that car, have that house, wonderful. But if you think that's all there is, it's going to be a rude awakening as you move towards the end there. I saw an interview the other day with the boxer, Mike Tyson. It was really interesting. Because the, the interviewer said, look at all these like trophies and belts and stuff. And Mike Tyson goes, yeah. And the interviewer goes, 
wait a minute, you're Mike Tyson. This is, this is like your lifelong accomplishments. And he goes, hmm. All that matters is my family being safe and well. <laughs> he said, I wish I would have known that about 40 years ago. <laughs> when he was getting all the stuff and, you know. Yeah, so, so in unity, we know that. So we come together to be reminded of that. But there is this miraculous universe that's full of all of the good that God has for us. Right? But we have to tap into it. We have to start listening or paying attention to that soul voice, that inner voice, rather than that ego that wants to keep us down. So I want you to remember this. This is really important about the ego. The ego is wrong. Say this with me. The ego is wrong. The ego is wrong. Listen, but only a hundred percent of the time. Say that, but only a hundred percent of the time. So the ego's wrong only a hundred percent of the time. And how do you know it's ego? This is the number one question I get. How do you know it's ego? Because the ego is always arguing. It's always fighting and it's trying to get you smaller. And the spirit in you, the soul of you, knows. The soul of you knows. The ego tries to make a big ideas smaller. As soon as you want to move forward, the ego says, oh, no, you don't. Don't you remember? Girls don't play drums. <laughs> don't you know? Girls don't take scuba diving lessons. Don't you know? Girls don't become ministers. Don't you know? That's that ego voice. Did you feel the energy in here start to get yuck? Just saying that? Right? You felt that, didn't you? Right? So those are the ones I've had to work with. I don't know why everything I do, I'm the only woman. That's just how it is. It was great, though, in my scuba diving class. I said, who's the biggest guy? That's my buddy, I said. So, so what, what is that? So, but my ego is fighting it the whole time. Oh, you shouldn't do this. Oh my gosh, there's only guys here. What are you going to do? Can you save any of them if they get in trouble underwater? What are you doing here? Blah, 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 blah. And I was like, I'm just going to walk in the class. But my ego just went on overdrive right before I walked in. Have you ever had that happen? Wow, it was intense. I now call those inner assaults because now I can recognize it. It's like, oh, boy, I must be about to grow because my ego is scared to death right now. And it's tough because I'm a big adventurer, so I've had to really work on this. I've really had to work on those fears that want to, you know, get me. I remember when um, I started back riding horses as an adult. You know, my last time on a horse as a kid was totally traumatic. So when I started to you know, want to ride horses again, that ego was like, all of a sudden, telling me all the reasons I shouldn't, everything that had happened, everything that was going to go wrong. Raise your hand if you've ever had that happen. Right? So why am I going into depth on this? Well, you know plenty about me, for sure already. But I'm telling you this, so you know, as an example, this is what we all deal with. So it doesn't mean you're doing it wrong if you're dealing with the ego voice. It means you're human. It absolutely means you're human, but every time you don't listen to that voice and listen to the soul instead and move forward, I've learned that voice gets less and less active. Does that make sense? Because we don't give it any power. Is that, see? So what we're seeking to do, I know it says miraculous universe, or it did, on the screen, 
It's like, what does this have to do with that? Well, this is how we live from this expanded place. We're going to talk about forgiveness again more deeply next week too. Plugging in, praying, plugging in, remembering. Oh yes, I want to live for my soul. Yes, I don't want to listen to this ego voice. I want to attune to love. So in like the simplest ways, when you're in the supermarket, when you're talking with a a, a family member, attune to love. Instead of trying to get the next word in. You know what I'm talking about. Aunt Susie or Brother John is going on and on, and you're like, okay. (laughs) You know, (laughs) I'm saying attune to love. Attune to love and just see what happens. When uh, my dearest friend, he's, um, he's my son's godfather. He always says to me, if your faith doesn't work, work in Walmart, what good is it? <laughs> he said, if you can't be in line at Walmart and get to God, I don't need it. So in unity, we're saying there's always a choice. There's always a choice. And we seek to attune to love. Right, that'd be a wonderful affirmation, attuned to love. And really, really it's about being willing to see things differently than you have in the past. Right? It's about being willing to be willing. Um, one of my spiritual teachers many years ago, her name was Jane Elizabeth Hart. And it's crazy, she lives over in Tarpon Springs now. She's 88, I think 88 years old now. And one of the most powerful things she ever taught me was when she felt like she should forgive somebody but couldn't. And she said, God, I'm just willing to be willing. Like, I'm not right now, but help me. I'm willing to be willing. And she said that just, she felt like that just opened her heart just a little. And she got to forgiveness, but it took a while. I'm willing to be willing. Will you say that with me? I am willing to be willing. I'm willing to be willing. What she says in the book is, I'm willing to see things differently, right? I'm willing to see things differently than I have in the past. And, you know, in our culture where, like, knowing everything is is so valued, the truth is, until you have, like, this beginner's mind and, and are willing to be vulnerable, you're going to miss a lot of gifts, right? So I'm just willing to be willing. I'm willing to see things differently. So let's say the first one. I'm willing to be willing together. I'm willing to be willing. And the second one is I'm willing to see things differently. Let's say that one. I am willing to see things differently. I'm willing to see it differently. Last point, number three. I totally, there you go, the antidote to despair. Well, in the book, Marianne Williamson says it in one word, and that is enlightenment. Enlightenment means I can see I can see a difficult situation, but I can get above it and see the divine, um, the divine perspective, right? I can see from this divine perspective. And really, what she goes on to say, and I totally agree with, that the antidote to despair is really being in spiritual community. Remembering your worth, remembering who you really are. Because... It really means living from love, not fear, doesn't it? Yeah, enlightened means 
I live from love. I'm attuned to love. I remember to love. I forgive. I pray. I meditate. I affirm. I live from love, not fear of what I don't know. Right? I live from love. Will you say that with me? I live from love. I live from love. When um, I've studied uh, the work of Mother Teresa my whole life, and my mom really loved Mother Teresa as well, and my mom helped people all around the world. I mean, she was pretty amazing. She went to Haiti and helped women learn to breastfeed properly. She went to Israel. I mean, she was really amazing. And we both loved Mother Teresa. It was a real connection point. So I've studied her work my whole life, and... So many things I've learned from from reading about her. It's like it just, sometimes it just kind of rolls in my mind the many lessons. And one of the things she said about us in the U.S., she said, in India, I deal with poverty. In the U.S., you deal with spiritual poverty. Yeah. In India, everywhere you look, there's, I mean, the cab drivers are like, you know, have... You know, um, I'm sorry, Ganesha on the, on the, you know, on the dashboard to guide the way. You know, so I mean, it's spiritual everywhere. And here, somehow we want to say, this is spiritual, this is work, this is play, right? And in unity, we're going, "Mm -mm," all of it. So we're trying to move into this spiritual abundance, this enlightened state of being, which is, um, which we get to over time as we live this journey we call life, <laughs> and as we seek to live from soul, not ego. So this is, this is what we're thinking of today. This is what we're seeking to remember, that if God is all there is, God must be present in me. And if God is present in me, I must be able to access it. And if I can access it, I must be able to live from there. Thank you for listening to the weekly message from Unity North Tampa here on the Experience of the Soul podcast channel. This channel is made possible because of listeners just like you. If you would like to support the channel with your tax-deductible contribution on an ongoing basis or through a one-time gift, head over to experienceofthesoul.com. This message is copyright 2022, Unity North Tampa, all rights reserved. Our theme music, The Light of God, is composed by Shannon Croft and used with permission and available at shannoncroft.com. The Experience of the Soul podcast channel is a production of 818 Studios.